Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 31st. We are here live. It is time for Destination Health. It's a Destination Health day all day. We're going to open the phone lines right now. Jump in and join us. Phone lines are open. 855-950-3835. We'll get to those calls here Well, in just a couple minutes, I have a couple things I want to talk about, but go ahead and line them up. Later on today, I'll be joined by Lauren, and we'll do After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. We'll also do some live Q&A later today, I think. We'll see how that goes. So jump in and join us. We're going to get started today. I want to go back over kind of the big picture of where we are health-wise, where we're going, what's coming next. So eight years ago, we started working on diet and made some pretty incredible changes. We hear all the stories. I'm not going to say we know everything about diet. We certainly don't. There's still a lot we need to know about gut bacteria and probiotics and, and other things, but we know a lot. We know a lot about diet and what really works to keep people healthy. And for the most part, it comes down to primarily just real food. The good thing about that is I see that situation just getting better and better all the time because this, you know, eight years ago when we started talking about paleo first and grain free, then keto, then carnivore then you know when we started talking about any of these they were really looked at as extremes people thought this was such an extreme diet you know eating carnivore even to me sounded extreme the more i learn the less extreme i think it is i I really believe that mostly carnivore is the natural human diet and, the, you know, I, I've used the example of the show alone and how hard it is for them to find plant food to eat, to gather plant food. They almost always fail at it. And, and I've thought about all the time I've spent out in the woods in my lifetime. As a kid, I just, just about grew up in the woods. I was out there all the time. Uh, I've hunted, I've camped. Honestly, other than maybe finding a crabapple tree now and then, I just don't ever remember seeing food out in the woods that I'd be willing to eat or or even know what I could eat and what I couldn't. But honestly, what you can eat out in the woods is not very appetizing. Most of our calories would come from root vegetables, which one are hard to find. You need to be able to identify the plant that's on top of the root to find the root. They're very hard to cook. I just really don't think that we spent a lot of time eating plants. I really don't. I was reading something the other day that was really interesting, like, are brassicas, the group of vegetables that we call brassicas, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, uh, those kinds of plants, they don't exist in nature. You, uh, you will never find a head of broccoli growing out in nature. You're not going to find a big stalk of Brussels sprouts growing in nature. Why not? If that's the food we were supposed to be eating as hunter-gatherers, why isn't it out there? Well, we created that food. Technically, that food is man-made. Broccoli didn't happen naturally. Neither did cabbage. Most of those came from a single plant. It was the mustard plant. And we were able to selectively breed. Now, this is not genetically modified. So it is a naturally occurring process. It just never happened to the extent that we've taken it to. And virtually all of our vegetables are like this. The the one thing I've found sort of in nature that's pretty close still, carrots. We seem to have a lot of wild carrots in this area. Um, if the soil is good, they'll grow really nice. They'll grow big and, you know, almost like a regular carrot. 
in the wild, it's uh, when I say the soil, I get wild carrots growing in my garden all the time because the seeds just blow in and start growing. And because I have good soil and I feed everything, they grow and they grow really nice for wild carrots. But the taste, they are really, really strong. They're they're not sweet. They're more bitter. They're really hard to deal with. It's, you know, if you cook them long enough in a soup or a stew, they're not too bad. But I can't imagine walking around munching on one of these things. Um, and other than the carrot, I really haven't found much plant food that's out in the woods that you can just eat. Um mushrooms there's a group but boy you got to be really really careful with mushrooms there's a lot of different kinds and you never know if you eat a mushroom several things might happen Uh, you might just die pretty quickly there are some mushrooms that can kill you pretty quickly Uh, you might have a out-of-body psychedelic experience because there are mushrooms that do that Or you may find that you got a little bit of nutrition, but you're not really going to survive on mushrooms. So I do truly believe that animal food is our natural preferred food. The more of it we eat, I believe the healthier we are. And again, the good news around food, I just see everything getting better. More and more products, more and more companies putting out really good, clean products, um, So it's time for us to move on to the other areas, which we've been doing. I'm going to come back to that in just a minute. Um, On the the idea of products and companies, Lisa's been working hard on this, and she has come up with just some amazing products. That's what I'm so excited about. Stuff we use at home. I'm excited because I love this stuff. Uh, The latest spices. The spice blends, I'm so happy and excited about these. So let's go back and look at how almost all of us deal with spices. I think this is kind of funny. Uh, We get our first apartment, we get married, we get our first house, we move out on our own, and we go down to wherever, Walmart, Target, who knows, and we buy that big spice rack with all the spices in it. They're all alphabetical and they're all labeled and they're all pretty and they're in the same bottles. And about 95% of those spices will still be in that um, holder 20 years from now. And you'll have never used most of them. That's so common. Go into anybody's house, you'll find it. Ask them how old those spices are. And many of them are decades old. We just don't use them. I cook a lot and I no longer use individual spices. I just don't. It's too much trouble. I mean, if I'm doing a tomato sauce, just the basic Italian sauce, you know, you kind of want the big three herbs that go in there. It might be basil, oregano, and thyme, three good Italian. Well, I don't want to open three bottles. I have a I have a blend that I make with those, and I just use that. Um, I cook a lot of Mexican, so I have a blend for that. I have a rub. So I've created blends over the years. But what I'm finding now, there's some really, really good blends on the market. So you just don't have to work that hard. We have got a line of them in the store now I absolutely love. Patagonia Provisions, same company that does our um, new lines of seafood. They have got some incredible people in their kitchen that really, really know how to put flavors together. So uh, three blends that we have in that I absolutely love. One, it really isn't a blend. It's a chili, Aji Melito chili. Uh, And don't be afraid of this. Not a hot chili. It's a really, really mild chili. Has amazing flavor. I've never seen this chili anywhere else. It comes from South America. Um, So they have one, a, a spice that's just that, chili and i use that on a lot of things then that is in almost all of their other blends so they kind of base a lot of their blends around this chili and it's got a really unique flavor so the next problem we were facing was these spices these blends come in bulk so it's like a package and you open it up and now you need a container Uh, But it's so much better to buy this way. Spices can be really expensive. So buying them in bulk is much better. That's why we brought these in. And then Lisa found this awesome container for the truck. So I know I'm getting excited about containers, but uh, 
really excited about the spices. So we're running a special today to kind of roll these out. Buy three of any of the spice blends, three packages. And the reason we want you to buy three packages is because that's what fits in the holder, the container. So if you buy three of one blend, we'll give you the container free. And they're really, really cool containers. So just go to the website, the store, letstruck.com. Look for um, Pro Keeper is the name. You'll see the spice blends. It's on uh, Patagonia Provisions. Check those out by three. You're going to get that awesome keeper. And if you bought three of each one of the spice blends, you'll get three containers and you'll be all set. I Honestly, I think I can cook about 80% of the dishes I want to cook using these seasoning blends, really. Um, so check it out. Search spice uh, in the store and you'll find it. Just search spice. And the way you search in our store, go to letstruck.com in the upper right corner. You'll see the little magnifying glass. Click on it, type in spice, and get loaded up. This stuff is awesome. Uh, what else did I wanted to talk about a bunch of stuff. Calls are starting to come in. So let me continue on with this. So I kind of opened with diet and I spent more time on it than I wanted. Uh, my point was that I don't do nearly as much research around diet as I used to. I just kind of stay up on things there. And I've been working hard for over a year now on the uh, stress protocol, the stress busters. I'm so glad I did. I, I, I really think that we have created a pretty big breakthrough here in the science of stress. Now we need to go prove it. And if we prove this, I may even think about doing some sort of a um, clinical research trial on this. We almost did one um, on our diet protocol, uh, nutrient-dense keto, and right when we were getting ready to do it, we even had some funding, we had some partners lined up, uh, COVID hit, and obviously couldn't do much of anything. So we kind of dropped it. I'm glad we did. I really... Like I said, it, it, we don't have too much more to prove on the, the diet side. We're pretty happy where we are. We'll continue to get better. But on the stress side, I could not find any good answers to this anywhere. Everything that is being promoted around stress doesn't work. The only approach anybody is taking anywhere, any book I can find, any course, any article, any blog, any podcast, they all take the same approach, which is the exact same approach we were trying to take, which is avoid stress. We talk about meditation and mindfulness and going out and taking a walk in nature and all of those things avoid stress. That seems to be our only answer. There's too much stress in the world. You have to avoid it. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. You avoid it, and yes, your stress levels may go down. It takes a while. For some people, their stress level doesn't go down when they try to avoid stress. And even if it does, even if you're completely successful at going away for a weekend and really kind of recharging and getting away from stress, the minute you're back into the stressful situation, your body starts to fall apart again. Avoiding stress is not enough. In fact, it should only be a small part of this. What we have to do, we have to build our stress muscle. We have to be more resilient to stress. That's what the protocol is all about. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that today. We are at the point now where most of my research on stress is done. And now we have to prove things and tweak it as we get feedback from other people and we see how they're reacting. We'll be tweaking it, but I'm convinced we're not going to make any more major changes to that. We just need to get it formalized. And, and if it turns out to be as powerful as I think it is, like I said, we may even look at doing some sort of a, uh, a research project on this uh, to prove it. So now, of course, I'm on to the next thing. I, not that my job is over on the stress protocol, I'll still be doing a lot there, but not as much as I have been doing. So it's time for me to move on to my next challenge. 
and I'm a little more worried about the next challenge than I was the stress. Uh, we got the stress. I, I really believe that this is a breakthrough on stress. I really do. Um, I'm wondering if I'll be able to pull that off with sleep. That's my next project. And I got to tell you, I'm not very confident. And I'm not very confident because we don't even have a good way of measuring sleep. I'm convinced that all of these devices and all of the sleep readings we're getting, including the Garmin watch, the Connect, uh, they're not very accurate. We just don't understand sleep yet. You know, in health, there's a couple things left we don't we need to work on a lot. The, the gut microbiome, we're going to be talking about that for decades and learning things. The endocannabinoid system is new. We still need to learn a lot about that. But for the most part, we know a lot. On sleep, we know nothing. Nothing. We're not even able to measure it correctly. We know that we have these three stages of sleep, light sleep, REM sleep, and deep sleep. We understand those. I know just about everything there is to know about those things. I've been reading about them for, honestly, for a decade now because I've been fighting sleep issues for that long. And for the first 40 plus years of my life, I had no sleep issues. They just... They came out of the blue. I think it had to do with my schedule and some other things, but um, I'm not sure where we're going to go with this. So all I can do is dive in. There's not much material for me to read anymore. So I just really kind of have to do what I did with stress. I just have to start experimenting with things and, and see what happens. And hopefully I can come up with something. Um, I know Randy had been asking on the website. It's one of the reasons I decided to talk about this today. It's something I've been working on in the background, and I think it's time for me to just jump into this sleep issue and see what I can figure out. But Randy was wearing the Garmin watch and the Aura ring. So I'm wearing the Garmin watch and the Aura ring. And he was frustrated because his sleep scores, it looks like they might be coming from two different people. They're that different and that's just the norm and I have 10 other devices around the house that I can measure sleep with and if I use them all in the same night you you wouldn't even think that it was the same person that was sleeping in the reports and I, I don't understand this there it, REM sleep is an interesting form of sleep I don't know why we can't measure this better but yet REM sleep is all over the board. The devices are, are getting completely different readings. The reason I say REM should be so easy to identify by this device, when you're in REM sleep, you're paralyzed. You don't move. You don't twitch. You don't move at all. REM sleep is when you remember your dreams. We don't, we don't even understand dreams and dreaming. Do you dream all the time and only remember some of it? We don't know. We do know that when you are in REM sleep, and REM, R-E-M, stands for rapid eye movement. It's also a good band. Um, you're paralyzed. There's even a condition. This has to be really scary. There's a condition where some people, if they wake up during REM sleep, their body won't release out of the REM part of it. They're awake. Their eyes open. They can see they are completely paralyzed. They can't move. Now, most of us, that we never experience that because we don't wake up during REM sleep. And if we do, the REM goes away. We, we, our brain comes out of that state. But there's a condition out there where some people wake up during REM sleep and their brain doesn't release and they're paralyzed. But yet we can't seem to measure that accurately with these devices because we get readings that are just all over the place. So I'm just I'm just going to dive into this and try to figure out what I can figure out. I wish there was more stuff that I could read. There really isn't. Uh, I've been through and I'm to the point now where no matter how deep I try to dig and read more, I'm just reading the same stuff over and over and over. And we just really don't know a lot about this. So what I'm going to work on is I'm just going to work on practical things we can do every day that actually work. I have a list. I swear this is like fuel mileage. I have a list of about 60 things you can do that should help your sleep. Try doing them all in the same day. It's all you, you don't get anything else done. So we, we, we've got to go back and 
The problem here is it's next to impossible to recreate the way we used to sleep. In nature, no electric lights. It, it's just we, we are so far away from that now. And every day it gets worse. More devices, more signals in our home, EMFs and wireless signals. And oh, yeah, lights everywhere and noise and... We just, uh, we don't sleep well like this. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about getting started on this. I'm also a little worried because I'm not sure where I'm going to go with it, but we'll figure it out. All right. What else did I have? Um, two things I had on my list. I'm not going to spend any time on them. Maybe I'll come back to them. Um, there is an updated COVID shot. I don't understand it. It's, it has the new variant, the B4 and B5, um, but it has the original. And as far as I know, the original doesn't infect anybody anymore. Why do we still have that one in there? So this is kind of a combo shot. We're heading in the same direction as the flu shot, where each season, what's in that shot might change. We're not quite there yet, but it looks like that's where they're going with this. So we're really just at the point where each individual is going to decide, just like the flu shot. Hopefully they don't come up with any crazy mandates or anything, but um, this should end up like the flu shot. You'll decide. Do you want to get it or don't? Don't you? Shouldn't be any big deal. Uh, And the other thing is um, we're having a tomato shortage, I guess, this season. The harvest is starting about right now, and I guess... Where we grow most of our tomatoes is in a severe drought. California's in a horrible drought right now. And they're really expecting much, much lower yields of tomatoes. So they're more worried, not so much about tomatoes themselves. They're more worried about products like salsa, tomato sauce, barbecue sauces, ketchup, all those things we make from tomatoes. I don't have that problem. I grew so many tomato plants this year because we were having a the opposite problem. Our spring was too wet and too cold, and it was a long time before I was able to get tomato plants in the ground and get them started. But once I did, we've had an awesome summer weather-wise for tomatoes. I have got a bumper crop. I'm estimating I'm going to have about 4,000 tomatoes. Uh, each plant, I've got about uh, 40 tomatoes on each plant when I try to count them. I usually stop counting at 40. It gets hard. Um, And I've got 100 plants roughly. So I'm expecting a lot of tomatoes. I guess it was good timing on my part. Uh, And I can make all that stuff, ketchup, barbecue sauce, hot sauce. That's why I grow so many tomatoes. All right, let's get to some phone calls and find out what's on your mind because they're starting to pile up here. Let's go to Texas. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey Kevin. Hey, um, I started uh I started doing a, a the hockey, um, ozone detox Saturday. I'm gonna start doing that. When I had a functional doctor here a while back, unfortunately, he passed away due to COVID. So, um, give, and give we me, did test. Give me the name of this thing again. It's called. It's well, something that's uh. Hocat, it's H-O-C-A-T-T, but it's called, uh, whatever I called it before, it's uh, ozone. You get in like a sauna, a little sauna, and it's supposed to get all the, you know, help detox your body. Well, what what when, kind of, the, what are we detoxing here? Well, I'm, I don't know, I'm just trying to detox. When I had a, I had a functional doctor, and my blood pressure's high. And when I went to him, he wasn't worried about it being high because he said my heart was fine, which I've had the camera go to. My arteries are, are really good, cleaned out. But he was trying to work on it. So he thinks that has something to do with my gut. And he had me do some tests. And before we could get the results back, he had passed away. So, so, so who's, we've done all the, uh, who's, who's recommending this thing to you? A friend of mine, he's got real bad allergies, and he's gone to it, and it's helped him tremendously. And I have real bad seasonal allergies and food allergies real bad. So that's why I'm going to do that. So tell me about how this thing works. 
Uh, you sit inside a, a sign that closes up around your up around your neck. They put a towel around you, and it, now it, tell uh, me what it's doing. In your, t- tell me what it's going to do in your body. Tell me why uh, this works. What's it doing? Pesticides out. You know any kind of well, wait, uh, wait, wait, viruses out of you. Wait. So, I'm reading this, and it tells me there are 10 different modalities in this machine. You mentioned ozone. That must only be one of them. What are the other nine? Uh, I don't know. I'm just doing the ozone, just, you know, help my sinuses and hopefully clear out whatever could what's be inside the, me. So what, my, my next question, what, what's the cost to this? That cost me $100 a treatment. And how many treatments are they recommending? Because here's what I can tell you about uh, all this stuff. Whether it's infrared therapy that we recommend, light therapy, all of these things. What I've found, if you can't afford to have these devices at home, this usually doesn't work. When you have to go somewhere, you're not going to get enough of these treatments in, and it's not going to be consistent enough. Now, I don't know this. I'm just talking in general. Um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I've looked at that. Uh, all these therapies work. There's science behind them all. But most of them require this to be done really consistently. And $100 a treatment sounds really expensive. Yeah. Well, a uh, friend of mine, he, he's been, he has really bad sinus infections and stuff when he moved down here. And a um, uh, buddy of his, their daughter, was about ready to have something amputated on her body. And they, they took her there. Of course, you know, they, they went, you know, two, three times a, a week and it saved her life. And my buddy wait, wait, went wait, to wait, 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 stop. Let, let, stop. Let's go back. Why was she about to have something amputated? I, I don't know the, the whole story. She just, there's something wrong with her. And well, they the reason, wound up the, going the reason I ask is because when I hear these really extreme cases, she was about to have something amputated. That's pretty serious. My guess is it was diabetes. It's the single biggest reason why we amputate things in the U.S. Because, and, and if somebody's telling me she was diabetic enough to have something amputated, but this fixed it, we're not even talking about diet yet? Bullshit. I don't believe it. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know the whole story on her, but my, like I said, my buddy, he's been sick all the time with sinus infections and stuff. And uh, he went to her, and the he is a whole lot better. And the last time, a bunch of them we all got together. Um, everybody came down with COVID, so, but him. Well, so, I know we hear all those stories too. Look, there are lots of us that haven't gotten COVID yet, even though we've been around other people with COVID. Some people are healthy and don't get it. You just told me about a functional medicine doctor that died from COVID. That worries me a little bit. Yeah. yeah, well, he was, you know, he's way up there in age, which, you know, who knows the whole story. It's well, that, that, they, my, they my point my point here is before we spend $100 a session, you keep saying, well, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that part of the story. I don't know what her, well, maybe we need to know. Now, look, if you're willing to go spend 100 bucks on these and you want to report back, I'd love it. But if I were you, before I would spend $100, I would do a little more work. I'm going to go dig into this. Now, the first thing I notice on their website, the first two people that are promoting it, two people I am very, very familiar with. One I've been following for about 35 years, Anthony Robbins. Now, let me tell you something. And if you've listened to this show before, you'll know I've said this before in the past. I've read his books. I've spent a fortune on his seminars, $25,000 for one round of seminars that I did with Anthony Robbins. It was worth every penny. But over the years, every single piece of advice he has promoted about health has turned out to be a scam. Every single one of them. I don't know why he gets this health thing so wrong. He's a really intelligent guy. I've even said his book on finances, financial planning and money is better than the CFP program that I took, which is the top designation in the country. I've told people you'll learn more from his book than you would learn from three years of that course. I did. But 
when it comes to health, he has gotten it so wrong so many times. He was the one that convinced me to be a vegetarian. It was the worst experience health-wise I've been through. So I have a real problem with the stuff he promotes health-wise. He's got a horrible track record. Now, the other guy that's promoting it, I used to I, I used to follow him a lot. We still sell his products, but go back and listen. There was a time where I said the last three things that he has recommended strongly have been garbage. He, I don't know what went wrong with him. I think he just promotes anything anybody will pay him for anymore. I don't think he does the homework the way he used to. And I stopped following his recommendations for that reason. And I talked about it on the air because, I, you know, you try once and it doesn't work. No big deal. I mean, I take a lot of recommendations from a lot of people. They don't always work. But when I got three or four in a row that he heavily promoted and I couldn't find any benefit to them whatsoever. Yeah, I stopped taking people's advice at that point. And I'm careful not ever to go down that road. I'm very careful about what I promote and what I recommend. And I see these two are all over this, but I'm not really finding a lot of information. And and I'll dig deeper when I get off the air today, but 10 different modalities. I'm just curious as to what they are, but I can't find them anywhere yet. Yeah, well, she told me that the guy that I told her that I'm keto and I do the bulletproof coffee in the morning. She said the 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 guy that came up with this thing was the guy that came up with the bulletproof coffee. I don't believe that's true. I, I hold on a second. Uh, well, no, listen. Li- here's his quote. So this does not sound to me like Dave Asprey developed this. I don't believe he did. Here's Dave's quote: "Ho cat rocks." I've tried every biohacking technology out there and no one had managed to stack so much into a single device. Does that sound to you like he developed this? Well, no. Then she just lied to you. Uh, that's, well, he didn't develop this. He's just, giving, he's just promoting it. And that's my point. The stuff he promotes, I don't believe he does the homework the way he used to. Yeah. But when I was going to the, like I said, my blood pressure is high. I, when I went to the functional doctor, he wasn't worried about it, but it isn't as high as it has been. But when he thinks it's in my gut, probably it's in, you know, has something to do with it. I went to an acupuncture and he put the needles in me and he checked my pulse the whole time. And he also said, it's not in my heart, it's in your gut because my pulse is good and all that. My question is, do you think that, um, I only have one kidney and I come to find out kidneys has a lot to do with your blood pressure. Correct. Um, now the, the cardio miracle, do you think would help me? And you have some other advice for me to try to get this blood pressure down. I finally got an appointment and two weeks to go to a functional place. Um, I've called a bunch of them today because it, and they're months out and stuff like that so here's what i would say yes we could help you with high blood pressure and all of these issues yes cardio miracle is a part of that to know what else we should be doing i would need a nutri-q and a consultation we'd have to dig a little deeper but here's the thing don't work with multiple practitioners at the same time it's a disaster because we all have slightly different ways of doing things and it's not i'm not going to say their way is wrong it's not there are lots of different ways to do things but when you start working with multiples i've found that it just you're just fighting against each other so if you have an appointment if you if you worked at it and you got an appointment i would follow through with your appointment and if you're going okay. to do this HOCAT thing, I'd love it if you'd report back to us. Now, here's the other thing. Again, I haven't had time to dig into this. Are they going to measure things at the beginning and then measure things at the end and show us what improved? Uh, that basically would be on me, I guess. So, I mean, no, hold on. I'm getting ready to do a challenge. We're, we're going to bring in, you know, 30 people. We're doing our team, whatever. We're not going to say, hey, we have this protocol. And if you want to know whether it works or not, go figure out how to prove it yourself. 
No, we're going to say, look, we're going to measure blood pressure. We're going to measure blood sugar. We're going to measure your HRV. We're going to watch these numbers. And I'm telling you, if you do this protocol, they will improve. That's the proof that this works. And if it doesn't, then we'll tweak it until it does. I'm wondering, what is it that they're going to measure here to to show me this is working? Because one of the things that's really, really difficult to prove is detox. What are they measuring to know that you need to be detoxed? I don't know if you need to be detoxed or not. Probably most of us do. But what are they measuring to say, hey, look, here's how toxic you are. And watch how clean you're going to be when we're done. I know they're not measuring it because it's almost impossible. Well, I'm probably going to keep going to that for a few more times and see if I, you know, if it will help or not. But um, I guess I'll try to get on and do a neutral cue because I, I don't know. When you were at Pittsburgh Power, Bruce might have brought me up to you. So I talked to him one day, and I think and he went out and talked to you about me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got to get this figured out because it just stresses me out. I won't check it because it's high, and I know it's high. Well, I check it, and then it, I don't sleep at night very good. And well, stuff, wait, so wait, wait. are we talking about your blood pressure again? Yeah. I thought you said you had a functional medicine doctor that said it wasn't a problem. That was a year and a half ago before he passed away where we were trying to find out the cause of it, but we never got to the cause of it. I'm confused. If if he said it's not a problem, then why were you looking for the cause of something that's not a problem? It was high, but I was asking him about getting on blood, blood pressure medicine. And he said, I'm not worried about that. That's fine. But it has gone, it's gone up from when he, when we were there doing that. And okay. we never got to the problem because he thought it was like, yeah. and so it keeps, it's just getting higher. So I'm trying to get to the, I'd like to find out what causing it because I really didn't want to be on medication. Or so how clean is your diet? It's. 85 percent you know i i tried i'm trying to be more cardio than anything or uh carnivore than anything but you know i i try to eat just meat and you know use the uh, paleo salad dressings where we have salad and stuff like that i started to get the um boar's head uh uh, uh boar's head like roast beef ham and salami or pepperoni and cheese and stuff and i'd roll them up deep for lunch so i didn't have okay, to stop so, someplace for lunch so if your diet is is clean mostly carnivore you can work to make it cleaner and that may help the blood pressure a little bit cardio miracle may work it may be a nutrient issue and cardio if it is a, a nutrient deficiency that's what cardio miracle is going to fix if at that point You've got a fairly clean diet and we're supplementing to get the nutrients we need and you still don't have normal blood pressure. I will tell you the only thing I have found that causes that is stress. That's why I'm working on the stress protocol. Now, it's possible that this machine, and I need to dig, if there's 10 modalities in here, maybe this machine is actually creating you stress. Like I talk about, maybe that there is something to this, but somebody has to explain to me what's going on in all these 10 things. Don't just throw 10 things at me and maybe I don't even need eight of them. There's another issue there. Do I really want or need all 10 of these modalities, whatever they are? I'm having a hard time figuring out what the 10 modalities are going to be in this machine. Now, like I said, the only thing you sit in a machine and it, it no, I, makes I, you sweat. I, I, I get all that. So, so the sweating yeah. is no different than the detox that I'm doing with the infrared sauna blanket. That's what it does. It detoxes from deep within inside of us. So maybe part of this machine is IR therapy. Maybe part of this machine is red light therapy. So if that's the case... I'm not too far away from that. I'm trying to figure out how we get all the light modalities into one machine. 
So I'm using a light bar. I'm using the tunnel. I'm using the IR generators. We're looking at building something. So that may be two of these modalities. And if that's the case, I do know those two have promise. So my, my biggest issue, because I've studied all of these, the hyperbaric chambers, the infrared, the pulse EMF, all of these, the research seems to show that they do help but it has to be consistent. It one treatment now and then doesn't seem to do much. And the problem is you spend an awful lot of money on these one treatments, a hundred dollars a shot. And what I can promise you is if this works, it would work best doing it really consistently a lot not once a week or two or three times a month, or I haven't found any of those things that actually work when you do just a little bit of them. No, see, that's what we were doing is once a week. Yeah, I, I just, I work and it's I, way again, this is, this is something new. I'm, I'll keep an open mind. And if you're going to keep going, like I said, I'd love to hear the feedback from you. I'll go do a little more digging and see what all is in here. And then, who knows? I may be a fan of it. I don't know. But but again, even if I'm a fan and, and I know that it works, it may be too, just too cost restrictive. The hyperbaric oxygen chamber works for a lot of things, but the machine's $12,000. I, I almost thought about buying one just because this is kind of what I do. But I, I looked at it, thought, God, I just can't justify $12,000. But but I also don't see a whole lot of benefits when somebody was going and doing hyperbaric hyperbaric oxygen therapy once a week or you know three or four times a month. You just don't see a lot of results. Yeah. Well, like I said, my buddy he has been miserable for. Well, I get four it. I get it. I get it. Or, now, I want to hear from you. You call me back and tell me the results you're getting. And I'd love it if we could find something we could measure. So okay. I'll, I'll I'll do a little digging um, and see what I can find. Do you do you have something in your store that would be good for somebody that has one kidney? No, not specific. I, we do. I mean, we have a we have a kidney health product, but I, again, I'm not. I just don't like throwing supplements at things. It, it usually, again, I don't know enough about you to say yes. This would be good just because you have one kidney. I don't know what your kidney function is. That's why if we do a NutriQ and we work on this, then we can figure some of that stuff out. But I'm just not a big believer in you just throw stuff at things and see what happens. It's too expensive to do that. I'll see about getting getting a a NutriQ done and getting it set up. And uh, I'll go to that one on, on two weeks there. And I'll see what kind of blood work I can get done. There you go. Stuff like that. So if I do that, I can get get with you on that. Yeah, and I'll dig in to see what these 10 modalities are, and then I'll know what we should be measuring to see if we're getting results. Okay. And do you think I ought to go ahead and order the... uh, well, let me cardio uh, miracle uh, to start let, with that. Let me ask you this. Yeah, you could get started with the cardio miracle. I mean, that's one of the supplements I can just about recommend to anybody anymore. I'm finding that that is just a great daily supplement for everybody. I take it every day and I don't take many supplements. So, yeah, you could get started with that. Um, okay. Oh, I had another thought. Hold on. What was it? It was about the device itself. Oh, I know. Do you have anything that is measuring HRV? Are you wearing any kind of device that would measure HRV? No, I got. It's not, I have a sleep number bed that measures that. We don't watch sleep. How new is your sleep number bed? Uh, fairly new. We just got it here a few months ago. You might want to look. They might measure HRV. I can't, rem- I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> If they do, I can't remember if they're able to do it from a bed or not. I don't know if we have those sensors yet or not on HRV. If they do, that is the single number you could be watching to see if this is effective. If this does not raise your HRV number, then I don't think it's doing what we want it to do. When it comes to stress and high blood pressure is a stress-related condition, 
there are, there are other physical things that can cause it, but once we clean up the diet, we're getting the right nutrients, we know we've handled that. Now, the other part of high blood pressure is stress. When we, when we are under a stressful situation, our pulse rate goes up, our blood pressure goes up, our HRV goes down. We want the opposite. So what, this yeah, is the, the single most important number I'm using on the stress protocol is HRV. And my stress protocol will raise your HRV. Or so far, everybody I've tested it with, it's worked. So I would be interested to uh, see what happens to your number while you're doing this protocol. Last night was 69. Um, the night before that was 93. No, hold on, hold on. Be- are you... Are, are you looking at that data right now? It sounds like you are. Yeah, HRV. HRV. Yeah. It says my average is seven. Wow. Uh, you, well, uh, what, what what shocks me, and again, the, I don't think we're getting a good, accurate reading from a bed on HRV because mm-hmm. your range seems way too big to me. It's unusual to see well, a range that, that big. I I got the thing Sunday or Saturday. So it's when I went and did the thing, and that night it was 69, and the night after that it was 111, yeah, and then it see, went to 93. It seems like a really big range, but here's the other thing that I know. Even though we can't always get these devices to agree on these readings, it doesn't mean we can't use a device. I don't know who's more accurate on HRV, Aura, or Garmin. I don't know who's ac- more accurate on sleep on, on any of these devices. But when they don't agree, it's really difficult to prove which one's correct. So instead of trying to prove which one's correct, just work with whichever one you have. And our goal is to get that number up. So even if, even if yours isn't accurate or mine isn't, we don't know which one is, we can still use them because all, all I care about, I don't know if 82 is your correct number or not, but if it's 82 now and you do this protocol for a month and then it's 102, well, perfect. That's what we wanted. We wanted the number to get better. Okay. Well, um, you, you have that Carmen watch. Should I order that and wear that while I'm going, you know, just wear that and see if that will track it better than my bed? It will track it better than your bed. I can promise you that. For HRV, the the Garmin has the newest technology and sensors, and I think that the Garmin probably is the most accurate. And the, the Aura is the other one that I believe is pretty accurate, and those two are fairly close on HRV. They're way off on sleep but they're pretty close on HRV. The numbers aren't that far off and they move together. My Aura Ring and my Garmin watch on HRV move together. So I think those are probably the two most accurate devices on the market. Okay, well, I'll get on online. I've tried to order stuff before and you know, I, I got the, the profit gauges and stuff and that comes out every month on my thing and when I tried to order something, it, it wouldn't go through, but I'll get on there today and try to order that watch and order yeah. the cardio miracle okay and i'm going to do a uh, little digging on this uh this device and i'm going to follow you through this all right and then like i said i'll do that on the on in two weeks i'll go to that functional place and maybe i'll get on and try to email your son and, and get exactly what i need to get tested for so i can get back with you on that and we can do a neutral cue and maybe get this stuff straightened around because the blood pressure just, I mean, I'm stressing yeah. out big time over it. And well, stuff. Yeah. And, and when you stress, that makes it worse. But I know we get into that cycle. That, that's what can happen. So we need to break that stress cycle. And high blood pressure is dangerous. I mean, it really is. It's an indicator that something is still wrong and we do need to fix it. So I don't want to ignore this. I want to figure out how we, we start to normalize this. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll get online and see if I can get that stuff ordered today and stuff. Okay. And uh, yeah, if you have any, we'll keep track. But I'm gonna. If you have any problems, uh, just call our Tribe Care team. They'll get you fixed right up. Okay, and then uh, I'll try. I'm gonna do do some more of that that uh, detox thing and stuff like that, and um, just we'll track it and see what it does. Um, if if it works, then of yeah. course every penny I spend in the 
an hour drive I got to go to do to it. It would be you know, worth it. Long, if this long, works, I have yeah. no problem with the $100 cost per session. This equipment has to be expensive, I'm sure of it. So if it works, I have no problem with it. And maybe they're onto something. But again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little leery that, you know, I used to follow Dave Asprey closely. I don't anymore for a reason. And when it comes to health, as much as I like Anthony Robbins, I stopped taking his health advice a long time ago. So we'll see. That, we'll uh, see. Maybe they got but, it this time. I, I hope so. I'm, I'm looking but, for more stuff like this. But that blanket you talk about, you can do that every day at home, right? And that does the same, basically the same stuff. Well, see, I don't. It does detox through sweating. So you mentioned one of the things this is doing. You're going to be sweating, and it's a detox. So of their 10 modalities, I have a feeling one of them is far infrared. And that's what our blanket is, is far infrared. But our blanket's 500 bucks, five sessions, and you own our blanket. You use it forever. So if that's all we're, you know, what are these other 10 things we're getting? Because I'm certainly not going to pay a hundred bucks for an infrared sauna therapy session when I can go buy a device for five hundred dollars myself. So I, I want to see what right. these other ten are, or the other nine, and and I'll I'll go do that because now I'm I'm interested in this, and I'll follow up and we'll uh, we'll follow you through this and see what your results are. That's what really matter to me. I can go do the research and say, "Ooh, this is a great idea. I love this machine." But it still comes down to do we get results? You know, I didn't know that doing the breathing while we're in the infrared sauna blanket was so powerful. I never read that anywhere. Nobody else ever talked about that. Not even Wim Hof himself. But I found out that not only does it save you time, it increases the effectiveness of both the breathing and the infrared. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to head off to Florida. Billy, welcome to the program. How you doing, Kevin? Good. What's on your mind today? Uh, back when I was driving over the road, I was um, I'd started listening to your show, and I got on keto and was doing really well. But since then, a few years back, I come off the road, and I kind of I stayed on the keto there for a while, and then I fell off the wagon, but and I started getting the heartburn back and the aches and pains and this and that. And Isn't that crazy? So I started, yeah, I started keto again. I've been on it about six months. And since then, I've been listening. And, and really the reason why I fell off keto, that's whenever uh, I come off the road and I couldn't hear your programs no more. <laughs> Uh, but now that, now that you on this podcast, I started listening to your shows again and it's put me back on track. So, uh, that really keeps people on, or it does me just listening to your shows has got me back on it, but, and I feel so much better, but my problem is about six months ago, I decided to go on a four day fast just to kind of jumpstart me to get me clean and, and, and start keto again. And the, the fast did help a lot, but I went down from about 165 down to 140. And since then, and, and not only that, I've actually started, uh, I'm not really eating keto no more. I'm actually eating mostly animal products. Okay. Now Good. I do trying to gain trying trying to gain weight. I have thrown a sweet potato in maybe once a week, maybe a half of a baked potato, just just to kind of trying to get my weight up. I, I so, can't get my weight up, and I don't understand so, why. So, Billy, a couple things I love about this call. One, you said you know listening to the show helps you keep on track. I've said for years, listening to audio books and following other people is what helps keep me on track. You know, it's easy when you yeah. you. Stop listening, and you're you're not focusing on this. Life gets in the way. The next thing you know, your habits are slipping. So I get it. I I, I do yeah. the same thing. So it keeps me on track. Um, imagine this. Imagine any other diet plan that has been promoted over the years and decades. We've seen them all come and go. Imagine if if the problem with one of them was 
you lost too much weight and we had to work to try to put some back on. Imagine how successful that diet plan would be, right? Everybody would want to do that I'm one. I know. Holy and cow. The thing, the thing is, I, I eat, I, I, uh, you know, you say you can eat all the meat you want. It's like I, <laughs> I cooked a brisket yesterday and I sat there and eat and eat and eat. Isn't but that I'm crazy still though? at 140. I might, I, know. I may jump I, up to 143, <laughs> but I'm right back down to 140. And, uh, but the thing is, Kevin, I'm, I've lost my muscle. That's what we're going to talk about. Yes. And I'm kind of making, you know, a joke of this, that it's crazy that our problem with this diet is that we lose too much weight. I think that's hilarious. Um, we can and fix another this. thing. I had, go, go ahead. Yeah, we can fix this. Give me the other thing, though. What other thing? OK, I've started the yogurt. Good. I've started. Have you ever heard of Kiefer? Kiefer? Yeah. Yep. I've actually started that. I don't know what your input on that is, but I have heard a lot of good stuff on kefir. It's another probiotic food. So we love all the probiotic foods. Now, you have to be careful with kefir, kefir. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, Some of them can be very high in sugar. So you just want to watch, and it's the same with yogurt. Uh, We don't really recommend traditional yogurts because they're so loaded with um, sugar. They tend to go low fat. Kefir does the same thing. They tend to use low fat where I'd rather have high fat. You can make your own just like you do yogurt. You can get kefir grains. That's what I'm I'm, I'm making. Oh, good. I'm making your yogurt, and I'm making the kefir. Oh, excellent. And I'm actually using raw, raw milk with the kefir, so I don't know. Uh, now, I, I don't no. I'm, I don't claim to be an expert in this area, but from what I gather, uh-huh. if you are going to culture raw dairy, and that's what we're doing when we make kefir, we're culturing it just like we do yogurt. The process is the same. Right. What we add is slightly different. We're adding a slightly different mix to okay. create kefir than we do yogurt, but the process is identical. I, from what right. I understand, you should pasteurize that milk before you make the kefir. Now, how do you do that? You Heat just it up? hold it at 140 degrees for like 20 minutes. That's all you have to do. Okay. Okay. Because I from, just heard over, uh, go ahead. Yeah. From where, when we culture something, we're taking the bacteria that's there and we're amplifying it. We're multiplying it. So with raw milk. Okay. If we had a little bit of bad bacteria, because it's never been pasteurized, uh-huh. we don't want to amplify that bad bacteria. But that's what would happen. Okay. If, if, if there happened to okay. be a little bit of bad bacteria in there, that might be what ends up multiplying and taking over. So we don't want that right. to happen. We, we only want to grow the specific bacteria that creates the kefir we're looking for. So by holding it at 140 okay. for 20 minutes, you kill off any bad bacteria. Then we introduce the bacteria we want. Okay. Now the raw meal, this is what I've heard. I've heard it's got more nutrients and all that. Now by me heating that up to 140, uh, you are going mean, to lose some of that. It's not going to hurt. You, you, and and okay, I'm, okay. I, I love the idea of raw milk. If you're going to make ice cream yeah. or drink milk or make cheese or whatever, sure, use raw milk. I, I, I love raw milk. But I, I, okay. and again, I'm not an expert on this, but it makes sense to me. There could be some danger if yeah. we have a okay. bad bacteria in there that we amplify that bacteria and we don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, I have, I've got my gut there. When I started, my gut was out of shape. I mean, I actually talked to Laura, but before I got back with her, um, I found out one of the medications I was on that the doctor would, that's what was giving me such a, the heartburn. I cleaned my diet up, but I couldn't get rid of that heartburn, that acid reflux, but I quit that medication and all that went away. Good. And then my Good. gut, my gut started healing up, and I can I can really feel it. All right, so let's talk about your weight gain. Uh, and I am right in the exact same range you are. I'm really comfortable around 155, and I have gotten I have gotten as low as 140. I actually hit 139. 
and that's crazy right. low for me. I, I don't like being that. Le- yes, now, sir. here's the thing. Let me say this. Everything about being that lean is actually healthy. Everything we know right. of, the leaner we are, the healthier we are, the longer we live. The only downside to being really lean is if the apocalypse happens, you don't have any leeway there. You know, you, you're, you're not. Well, let gonna, me ask you this. You're not going to last long if there's no food around. But I'm not too worried about that. Right. But I understand. I didn't like it at 140 either. Here's the only way I've found to gain weight. Healthy. What you're doing is perfect. Sweet potatoes. Add add some white rice. I really like white rice. I eat white rice once or twice a week. Well, I actually do the broccoli rice. I I mean, not the broccoli, but the cauliflower rice. I've Uh, been eating that a lot. That's fine, but just go eat some real white rice. We want that starch in there. White rice, just pure starch. There's nothing in there really that bothers us health-wise. White, that starch feeds our good gut bacteria. So, yeah, I would add white rice once or twice a week. The sweet potatoes and the potatoes are still good um, because you don't have a blood sugar issue and you don't have a weight issue. So we can go back to those those carbs again that don't have any downsides to them. Uh, And then what you have to do, you have to do resistance training. That's how you're gonna get well, that muscle that, back in the, the strength. That's what I've done too. I just, I just ordered my X3 bar. It Excellent. just came in two days ago. Excellent. That's and that's what's gonna I, fix it. I remember. This. Okay, I was I because I heard you say to somebody else one time that to get the X3 bar or do some kind of exercise as far as uh, yep. resistance. Uh, and it would actually add muscle, and muscle is heavier than fat, correct? Absolutely. And you will be shocked okay. when you're eating the yogurt and doing the X3 bar. You are going to be shocked at how fast you can build muscle. Well, I'm happy about that. Now, what about, I, I ordered that cardio miracle. I was taking it. But I knew my gut wasn't right at the time I bought it. So I quit taking it until I got my gut, but I'm I'm starting to take it again. Good. Matter of fact, I got to order some more from you. But you, I mean, I should be doing. And and, and when I take that Cardi Miracle, uh, should I be taking vitamin C's? And I do take the vitamin D you got in the drops. I take four Vita- or five drops a day. You know, if you're doing. Two scoops of Cardio Miracle a day, I would cut your drops down to three a day. Okay. And I wouldn't take any other supplements like vitamin C or any B vitamins or anything like that. The the Cardio Miracle is a really good daily supplement with a lot of that kind of stuff. And we would just be wasting our money if we bought more of it. There's no point in having more B vitamins or more C. Now, the D... Most people will not get enough D most of the year with just the Cardio Miracle. That's why we still recommend the drops. Well, I try to get sunlight on the weekends. I get out, get my shirt off, and Good. try to get a little bit of Good. sun every that, weekend. That's, so that's that helps still the sun. best. Yeah. You know, even yeah. our drops, yeah. as much as we like them, they're still a supplement. The real thing is sunshine. So we always want to get the real thing as much as we can. And then think of the word supplement. We want to supplement the real thing. We want to eat more cold water fish. They're loaded with vitamin D. We want to get out in the sun more. Those are the real sources of vitamin D. And we know no matter how hard you work at it, a lot of us just don't get enough. That's why we supplement. Well, one more question, Kevin. I sure. don't eat fish, but I did get the the supplement that you got—the fish eggs—and okay, that's the next uh, best the thing. Liver, the the so just take that, and yep. that will help yeah. out on that. Yeah, you okay. know the the liver, the desiccated organs. I mean, those are almost identical to eating the real food. The fish eggs as a supplement, not quite as good as eating the real fish, but it's a it's a good close second. So yeah, if if what and, about what about fish oil? I'm not a big fan of fish oil. There's too many quality problems okay. with it. Yeah, we don't we don't really okay. carry one. There's I just too you. many problems with it quality wise. They can go rancid. They're yeah, I'm just not a big fan. Okay. Uh, 
Well, you keep doing what you do because it's got me back in track. Good. Uh, Good. Somebody, I heard another caller saying that he kept falling off the wagon, and I thought to myself, all he's got to do is listen to your show, <laughs> and it'll keep him on track. I hope, yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, boy, we blew through that first hour. Um, and I see we've got Lauren on the line, so I think what I'm going to do here, we're just going to hit the restart button. Uh, we have lots of callers on the line. Don't hang up. I'm not restarting the phone lines. I'm just going to restart the show, and we are going to roll on into After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. We're going to do that right now. We'll be right back. Don't go away. In fact, keep dialing. We'll get to as many of your calls and questions as we can. Don't forget to head over to the store for our new Spice Blends and that killer deal. Buy three packs of the Spice Blend and get one of the new Pro Keepers free. These things are awesome to have in the truck. They're awesome to have at home. I mean, I, we, we're redoing our whole spice situation at home with these blends and these containers. Let'sTruck.com. Search for Spice. Don't miss it. All right. We will see you in just a couple minutes, actually. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy, always do the hard work and master the journey.